I woke up at 8 a.m. today, for 30 p.m. the day before, around doing the same day last week. I wake up and I'm supposed to rest, and I sleep and I'm supposed to focus. The lecturers always ask me to open my cameras and look fresh as the classes are in the morning. Or maybe because that is just the way things are supposed to be. I don't get it. A fixed amount every day. Just the right amount of dose. A mix of motivation, dream and rest. But I need to do everything. I don't want to sleep. I tell myself that as my body withdraws. One day I'll sleep for three hours and the next day I'll have to pay the debt and triple the amount of sleep without a speck of the benefit. And it's just by chance. What happens during the day? What suffocates me? What makes us feel like dying? Will they come by today? Will they branch our minds unnecessary? It's always noisy when I'm about to sleep. They never tell me that I've done enough. That I might fail if I don't do more. What you have done and what you plan to get done could have been more. With could being the operative word in every single thought, how am I expected to sleep? My eye bags bulge like they're supposed to be pregnant after I tear up last week. If it is this easy to fertilize exhaustion, I wonder why the condom industry hasn't made money out of this. I forget if I have taken a bath today, or if I had brushed my teeth before I went to sleep yesterday. The days overlap and what I did yesterday maybe I've done today, or at least it should have been done for today. The assignments that were given last week maybe were due then. Word starts to blur. Encouragement loses its oomph. And it feels like I'm doing that to pity myself. It must be me. That's how they taught us. Have you been deemed as intelligent, regardless if it is compared relatively to your age or mentioned to be something general? Does having a level of intelligence mean that you are immune to the things seemingly true? Does it allow you to incorporate things you've thought for yourself while ignoring those you think as wrong? Maybe some people have achieved that degree, but all there is to it is just uncertainty. The more I think, the more that it is. I can consider whether that math class was relevant to my life or not in more shoes than one but it doesn't mean that I'm ever certain with whatever concluded. Intelligence, or whatever they might call me having, just means that I can think more than usual. But certainty of whatever thought is a form of courage displayed by confidence. I don't have that. In the end, I think just like the way I'm taught, what we're supposed to believe, if I'm told I haven't worked enough, then maybe I haven't. Even without context. Even without the full picture. It's impossible to acknowledge and be aware of another's full picture. So uncertainty doubles. You're just being pretentious, you're just being arrogant. 
How dare you say that you can see the things I can't? So people start saying, why bother? While some people are so adamant about bothering. Should I be arrogant then even when it's not? So I'm just here, laying on my bed, staring at the ceiling, like we're talking to each other over a cup of coffee. But it's just my voice vibrating throughout my skull or bouncing off the walls. And when I don't want to talk, the pillows become meat while the blanket helps the illusion. Turn the lights off from the ceiling you see every day and it's easier to see that it could be something else. A starry sky scenery over the hill. A night that dilutes everything into one. Everyone's the same in that darkness. You can't see yourself. You can't see the pillows next to you. You can't see the blanket weighing your chest. They could be people. They could be those you wish you love. They could be those who should have loved you. What you want reigns and they're finally fulfilled. I don't want to leave. And it is always harder to return, either way, the very next day. Hi, it's been a while. I'm sorry I haven't written anything as of late. I have been having quite the schedule, but partially it's because of what I've narrated at the start of this video. This has been bothering me for the last month or so. Uh, so in the end I thought, maybe I can make use of it tell a story out of it. I'm just waiting until it subsides so I can make something productive out of it. Uh, for this video, I'll try to explain every paragraph and every nook of the writing. I think it will be more beneficial for me, reevaluating the passage while making the script. And in a sense, it will be a clearer description for those of you listening. So, uh, as per usual, relax, make yourself comfortable with some snacks, drinks, whatever. Uh, I will begin. There's nothing much to interpret here. I could probably write it with more flair. For example, change the 4 to DPM to description like when the sun begins to color itself warmer. But I think that defeats the point. I thought it was better to keep it reliable and accurate, trying to show that my sleep schedule was fucked for the last couple of weeks, as it is easier to picture the start of a spiral when the character in question is described to have a less than suggested amount of sleep, or the fact that he's not sleeping around the same time each day. For the average university student learning in the period of pandemic, it's probably safe to assume that you are attending classes at home through a camera and a mic. Here I just correlate the fact that 
with my sleeping schedule ruined, combined with the schedule of classes being random at times, it gets harder to attend it, quote-unquote, the way you are supposed to. Some lecturers ask that you open the camera and look bright, do your hair, or wear clothes that have a collar. Saying these things also is somewhat a catalyst to the essence of uncertainty I'm trying to display in this writing. Asking about what is supposed to be is just something that is based not on rationale, but mostly baseless demands. Views that are shared not because they're efficient, but just because of habits. Here, the character in question notices that there is an expected balance that needs to be achieved in life. One needs motivation to persevere continuously, a dream that serves as a goal and a physical outlet of the motivation, and a healthy amount of rest. However, he feels the need to do everything. Here, a sense of imbalance is shown from the way he says to himself that he doesn't need rest. Overtime culture or anything similar to it. The source of underappreciation towards achievement stems from an imbalance. Have too big of a motivation, then you'll need to have a dream to satisfy it. A dream without struggle will end up empty, and without rest, you'll physically die. For me, it is always the extreme ends of a dream. Having a dream too big or too many, that no matter how much motivation I muster, it will never be accomplished. While sometimes being unable to see a dream as a value. It's like a constant cycle where you have perpetually work, spending all of your mustered motivation to the point where the dream vanishes and you lose a sense of direction. And in the meantime, where you don't have any energy to exhaust left, you'll stay in that lost state, wandering about without a goal until you have rested enough, or in some other unfortunate cases, never to get out. And when things are starting to blur, it's difficult to see that you should still invest in your own well-being. Losing the direction of a dream, losing that sense of meaning, makes things seem pointless. So why bother sleeping? Why bother having a healthy schedule? It's easy to forget these things. I focus so much on meaning, that when I feel that if it is lost, I would lose every other thing as well. If my work and what I'm striving for loses its meaning, then so will my existence. So, why bother sleeping? The most annoying thing about this loss of meaning and direction is that, for me, it comes uninvited, unplanned, and naturally, unnecessarily. The small things that happen during the day, you spilled your coffee or that you stepped on some cat shit, the small things tend to roll and 
suck up the past that actually have hurt you. It will end up becoming a boulder that you must carry for the rest of the day just because you spilled your coffee. And the next day you'll ask yourself, will they come by again today? Will they make me lose focus of what I need to do again? Maybe that's the anxiety I'm talking about. Here the character in question fleshes out his anxiety more. His thoughts of could, reinforced by external factors that might have told him that he could do more, largens the expectation of his goals unrealistically, eating up the balance of his rest. I don't really know what it means to be diagnosed with extreme anxiety, but I do feel that the problem lies not from the fact that we panic or become paranoid of a certain thing. It's just the inability to point out what we should or should not be panicking about. There's no form where our emotions can be channeled to, so they return stronger every cycle. It's the same with a constant question of could. If the word could is the focal point of every thought, then every individual thought becomes a collective. One becomes everything. Everything becomes nothing. Maybe that's how I would word out the anxiety I feel sometimes through this character. Um, the first two sentences of this passage doesn't really hold much meaning. I just find it funny, I guess, that whenever I see myself in the mirror, my eye bags are always darker than it's supposed to be, <laughs> bulging like, well, that they are pregnant. Maybe it shows how the character copes with a twisted sense of comedy. The character then fleshes out his problems more with things regarding the daily. When you have a lack of sleep and you start sleeping and waking up on the same day, the days overlap and your sense of time will also be affected. It's difficult to keep track of deadlines. It's difficult to keep track of what your daily routines are and when you're supposed to actually do them. The character questions whether he has kept all his responsibilities in check and whether he acknowledged those responsibilities correctly. Maybe he has mixed up the due dates of his assignments. Maybe, 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 could, could, could. Every part of the character's life becomes uncertain, both external and internal. So what's the next step? The loss of direction, the lost sense of time, uncertainty reaching its arms to every aspect. When anxiety takes hold for a prolonged time, the character eventually feels guilt. Maybe this guilt comes from the fact that he sees himself as worthless. And when the world tells you that you should never give up or that you can't do it or that you should believe in yourself, it's difficult to blame the world. I see that sometimes it's taboo to blame the world or to blame something else. I guess I can say that blaming things is unhealthy, but realizing that sometimes it just can't be your fault and 
you couldn't possibly do anything about it helps. It's also important to be honest with what you have. We forget to do this. I forget to do this. Because that is how they taught us. Finally, the character loses his self-confidence. He doesn't see himself as capable anymore. That his intelligence is just like everything else in his life. An uncertainty. That's how I feel sometimes when people call someone smart or intelligent. It's difficult to identify intelligence and center them into a single point. There are a lot of different ways intelligence can be showcased. But usually I see that intelligent people have an innate capability to measure each side of the argument in a cold, structured manner. They separate themselves from the question and look at it as an outsider. They pick the question apart and assemble them as honestly as possible, regardless of bias. And sometimes they see that there's multiple ways to disassemble and reassemble the answer to a question. It's easy for these people to play the devil's advocate. It's easy to see the relevancy of things on not just both sides but even more. That's why I feel when these kinds of people are under extreme stress where uncertainty takes hold of them, this capability also becomes liability. Without confidence, it's difficult to be assertive of what you should give as an answer. Because the person answering doesn't exist. For some questions, if you don't put yourself in the equation, it's impossible to reach a conclusion. Losing the grip of what he believes in, he shepherds his mind into a herd. Not because of a rationale, not because of a reason, but just because he doesn't know what to believe in. So, when people say that he hasn't done enough, he believes it. Not because he actually hasn't done enough relative to his given time, but because it just is. When both ends of the arguments have no individualism in the possible answers, it returns to the state of could. And if both arguments could be true, then both of them can be untrue. Might as well play the numbers game then. If a lot of people say that it is true, then it might be truer than the other, even without context, even without the full picture. That's how I imagine the dangers of anxiety. Some loses their will to keep their individualism, they surrender to the herd without proper reason. Some stay stubborn and be called as someone arrogant by those from the herd. Either side calls the other names uh, or mock them for their stupidity. Both are arrogant, both are stupid. If that is the way things are, is the character in question arrogant for being stubborn then? He questions that since he's so filled with uncertainty. It's difficult to decide the validity of becoming average. I feel that 
it's okay to become something of the 50th percentile. It's not wrong to work for someone else's dream. It's not wrong to strive for something that isn't you. The world usually doesn't recognize that people that are unacknowledged behind the scenes are just as important. But it's hard to see that when you don't have a sense of purpose. And the last parts of the writing are something more personal than the other previous more general concepts. This is just something that I do when I'm at a low point in my life because I usually don't have a lot of people to talk with. And considering the state of pandemic and all, it's almost the norm now. It's always just me talking to myself while lying down on my bed. But I act like I'm talking to someone else while my eyes are latched to the ceiling. I realize that it's only my voice I'm hearing, but I would imagine that the pillows beside me are people and my blanket is their warmth. When I turn the lights off, everything becomes one. If everything can be mixed into one state of darkness, then it can be something else too. That's how I would describe it. So you can imagine anything that you want when the lights are off. When you can physically see the lines making up your face, then you can be whoever. The pillows beside you can be whatever. Everyone's equal there since you are nothing and everything at the same time. If you imagine that you are lying on top of a hill when the night sky is bejeweled, then so it can be. Going back to the lost sense of purpose then, Maybe it can be fulfilled here, for a moment. The things you wished have happened, the things you wanted, the things you feel now, they are one, they are nothing. The pillows can be the people you wish you love, or those you think should have loved you back. It doesn't matter. Whatever your mind wishes, then it could be. But no matter how indulging the darkness is, no matter what you have managed to succeed with in that darkness, it means nothing. You have to go back. And in the moments of reality, you realize how futile it is to indulge in that darkness. You realize that the things you wish in that darkness are just that, a wish unfulfilled. Thus, every time you feel like going back, it feels more painful since you acknowledge these things as what you want, but the only thing you are doing to achieve them is to imagine them. You know that it's not going to get you anywhere. So every time you come back into that darkness, you leave more hurt. And as you are hurt more, the more you wish to be in that darkness. What a spiral. That's what anxiety does to you when it reaches out to everything in your life.